jump into this i gotta watch uh, some artemis fowl after this so <laughs> it's very important to me that i finish up this season <laughs> have you watched artemis fowl no fucking of course not looks terrible it really does look bad i've i've uh, watched some reviews on it which sucks because the books are actually fun i remember them being fun when i was a kid is he like a magic secret agent or something like that he's like a super villain he's like he's he's like a magic um Basically, like there's there are magical fairies that exist, and he is just a very very smart person, and so he outsmarts their magic. Like he wants to prove that fairies exist. He wants to use their magic to gain for himself. He's like, um, like he starts out a relatively like not good like evil teenager, and then over the course of the books, like he becomes more of an antihero and then a hero. Like that's the thing is like he starts out like. It's actually kind of a cool concept of, like, he's just this kid that figures out that fairies exist, but because he's, like, not a normal kid, he's like, I'm just going to bide my time, steal their magic, and use it to make myself, like, rich and powerful, um, which is which is kind of interesting. But then he gets involved in fairy politics, and they have, like, really advanced technology and magic, and, you know, he makes a friend who, like, hunts him down and, and, like, is his nemesis and eventually becomes his friend. You know, it's that kind of deal. Is this YA type stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. YA novel. Pretty, you know, stock and trade of of that type of thing, you know? Yeah. I do do like the... um, When when, when you first said that he's, like, basically a villain, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued now. But the arc of him being, like, anti-hero to... Oh, he goes through some stuff, and and it and it changed. It's like okay, yeah, yep, that's some YA shit. You, you wanted I, him it, to be I a light Yagami? They committed, yeah. Well, I thought I thought you were gonna say they committed to him, just like he's just the villain, and like it's just a story about him getting one over on these mythical creatures. I'd be like, all right, I'm in. Let's do that. Like, does sound a lot cooler, else. yeah. But it it sounds like they didn't do a great job with with this show. That's what I've heard. I finished up the Valkyries today in God of War. Oh shit. You got cigarette, huh? And then, yeah, that it, it was not not an easy battle. Um, I just barely won, but I I finally got it, man. I I must have played it maybe like fifteen more times, and then I finally got it. Shit! And then right after that, I was like, "All right, I'm beating the game." So I just throughout the morning just finished it. Um, so I'm all done now. Holy shit! And. Uh, it was incredible, man. It, it really... What a beautiful game. Um, now I'm going to just, like, clean up and get, get some, like, final collectibles and shit. But, yeah, it's uh, it's bittersweet, man. I'm sad it's over. Um, I think the only saving grace, though, is that it's already 2020. You know, it's not, like, right when the game came out. So at least it's going to... It's going to be a few more years before the sequel comes out. But at least it's not going to be as the maximum amount of wait time it could have been that's that's true that's true um yeah for sure uh was it a satisfying ending to you oh it was wonderful it was one uh did you get any further last night i beat a bunch of valkyries but 
I think I may just finish the game for the story while it's still fresh in my mind and then knock out the Valkyries and the other stuff as time goes on. Yeah, I, I would say that, um, no spoilers, but what's nice is that when the game's over, yeah, um, they let you go right back to the open world and you can you can finish up everything. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, I have to go to a previous save before I... yeah finish the game to like go back to it yeah there's also the new game plus which is great so you can do the story over with all your upgrades and, and armor and stuff so that rocks um, yeah so I'm, I'm sure at some point i'm gonna do another run maybe on a higher difficulty and just see everything again yeah i i will say this is one of those cases where i had no expectations of god of war um i mm. played the original one and i played a little bit of the third one and it never really grabbed me. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype around it, but I, I found it a little juvenile. Um, the character wasn't really that deep. It was just like this kind of agent of chaos that would just kill everything. And that's that's fun when you're looking for like escape, escapism, but there isn't really anything deeper than that. Right. So when they rebooted the series, I, I really didn't know what to expect, especially with the whole idea that they were moving to, to Norse mythology. Yeah. And I was like, huh, how's that going to work? And I slept on it. For years, I slept on this game, like not thinking it was really going to be anything. Yeah, and man. I put it on a, like for a lark. You know, I was like in between games and was like, "Oh, what should I play now?" And it, I did not realize this game was going to just grip me the way it did. And isn't that the best? Like, it's much better than going in feeling hyped about something that's good, because even if it lives up to the hype, it's like you're always measuring it against your expectations. But yeah, I hadn't heard anything about... Like, I knew that this game had gotten good reviews, but I didn't really, like... I wasn't clued into them. Um, And I think that I watched you play through the opening. I think I wound up playing through the opening three times before I actually started playing it. Like, I, I got to that troll, and then I was just like, oh, this is tough, and I didn't beat the troll. Or, like, I got busy, and I just never went back to it. I mean, same here. I think we both made the mistake of playing right up to the point before the point where... It gets awesome. The game hooks you in. Yeah. And and, and kind of shows its cards on what the story's going to be. Yeah. Because um, once once I saw that scene, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm in. Like, let's do this. You know? Yeah, dude. I think one of the things that's really sticking with me is all of the lore that they peppered in. Um, insinuating that there's other mythologies and gods out there. Yep. Um, they, you know, there was always this running mystery of like, you know, how did Kratos go from Greece to, uh, you know, Scandinavia, and and how did the how did the mythology change? And when when you finally get to um, Tyr Tyr's temple, Tyr Tyr, yeah. When you go into Tyr's um, hidden fortress. And you see the the panel with all the different um, symbols for war and mythology. Yeah. And if, if I saw it correctly, it was it was Egyptian mythology, it was Greek mythology. Then it looked like there was Celtic. Yes. And, and feudal Japan. Oh, feudal Japan was there. Yeah. I missed that. That's pretty cool. So, shit, man. I mean, the the this series you, could go on for a while, huh? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you, you've opened the door in a way that can can go in very interesting directions. Yeah. Um, while that very much excites me, two things about that. The first is I really hope this trilogy, and I'm sure they will, will will 
stay contained to Norse mythology. I think it they will. won't just start branching out into other places. I like, think I like think Wild it will. Men. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm worried about is the franchise fatigue of this becoming like an Assassin's Creed type thing, where then every year they're going to a different place and and it becomes so bloated that it becomes meaningless. Definitely, I think they should avoid that. But I also don't see them cranking out one of these every year like Assassin's Creed does. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I actually had that thought when you were saying that. I think that it would be a mistake to have Kratos be the, the protagonist of every God of War game if you're going to continue to move around like that. I think you eventually have to end Kratos' story um, and either make Atreus the new God of War or introduce a new protagonist the the concept for the game does not have to involve kratos like and i i really think that they they should make all decisions based on what's good for the story because that's what they did in this game and it's fucking amazing there's there's a way to continue on this universe and and serve it justice and serve Kratos' story justice, but they don't mutually need to coexist. It it, yep. it reminds me of the Witcher series. Yeah. Where the third one was a definitive end for Geralt of Rivia's story. Yep. But it was done so lovingly and, and it was such a great series that you kinda don't mind. That that and they are planning on making another um another another entry in the series, but but they pretty much like flat out said Geralt will not be in this and that's fine yeah like I, I still have a lot of confidence that it'll be a, a very good game regardless I anticipate I, I see like yeah I see this the the one they're in now with God of War as a trilogy I think you have maybe teenage like later teenage Atreus in the next one and then adult Atreus in the last one or who knows um but I think I think there's too many gods left in the pantheon to like to have it end in the next game. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Um, they may even, you know, based on the timeline, if I'm not mistaken, I think the most ancient one of those is Egyptian, right? So maybe you could do a prequel of of a God of War series that's even before any of the Kratos stuff happened. You totally could. And, and yeah. Um, I, don't, it, I mean, I will say it's a hard sell. I mean, Kratos and God of War, like, you know, they're one in one. It's like Luke Skywalker and Star Wars. Yeah. It's going to be hard to I I don't know if to it, separate I, them. It's but. just if you're going to have him involved, it's gotta, there's got to be a compelling reason. It just made so much sense. Like, he moved. He just he didn't come to Norse mythology land. He didn't come to Midgard to get away, to, like, do anything to the, the Norse gods. All he wanted was to live like a, a human being. Like to live and get away from basically to live in in denial of his own true nature and just live a peaceful, right. relatively peaceful life, um, and kind of I guess atone for the the way he had lived his past. Um, so there would have to be like, and that that just makes a lot of sense from a character standpoint. And then you know he fell in love, had a kid, and then. That the North, that Norse pantheon came looking for him, rather than the other way around, for reasons that are not yet entirely clear to me, but don't spoil. Um, so, I think there's another two games at least in the Norse mythology. I think that we we just agreed on that. Um, sure, sure. I think after that, 
I want now I care about Atreus, so I want a, a good like resolution to his story, or to have him continue on. You know. Well, what was so interesting is the amount of restraint the game had. You know, you would think that, um, you know, like some of the previous entries, they would just come out swinging with like fifty gods and. Um, you know, have Kratos and Atreus just mow them down like in previous entries, but it's it's really impressive that they they introduce so much lore, and yet they haven't really pulled the trigger on anything too decisive in the story yet. Yeah. Um, you know, we we've, we've been introduced to a handful of um, you know giants, mythological creatures, and and very, I think there's only three gods you fight in the entire game. Yep, that's that um, makes sense to me. Yeah. And yet it's it's all so powerfully done. It's a, it's a very compelling story. I think I would not have enjoyed those other games, to be honest. I didn't. Yeah. Um, from what I played, I really didn't enjoy them. I didn't find Kratos to be a compelling character. And, you know, I played those games when I was a teenager. And even, even, then. even then, I found it to be <laughs> a little juvenile, you know? Yeah, even then you were like, this is needs more depth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a little like come on what what like i i think the parts i found most enjoyable was the lore a lot like with yeah with god of war 4 sure. is it's fun to see these depictions of of greek mythology and some of them being really badass and like mm. really modern design well not modern but you know like mo- modern graphics really in video games to kind of see these depictions sure um and that was the fun part and and to some degree there's a little bit of you know um uh, indulgence and like you know the ultra violence, but a- after a point, it was like, what are we are not saying anything with this? There, there was like nothing. Ultimately, that came out of it, so it, it all ended up just kind of ringing hollow. And this kind of soft reboot that they did here really, really kind of put some some weight and depth behind your actions, while still acknowledging the previous trilogy and how that has kind of weighed on Kratos, right. I I think my favorite. Sorry, I'm peeing in my hand. Give me one. Second. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> no, please, man. Look, we're hardcore podcasters. We don't stop for anything. <laughs> right, let's do this. If you're not wearing a diaper, are you really podcasting? Um, <laughs> I think my favorite revisionist history bit is that Mimir's like the the story of how Mimir and Odin first met is like. Obviously, the story in Norse mythology is that Mimir uh, was in the well, like drank from the well at the bottom of the world tree, uh, by the roots of the world tree. So he gained infinite knowledge. And uh, in order to do that, the same, Odin gives up an eye to drink from the knowledge of the world tree and gain a, a a higher sight, gain knowledge of past, present and future, gain all these things. Um, but in the game, Mimir is like, yeah, the first time I met him, I, uh, I, I convinced him that I found a pool containing all this knowledge. And then I fed him enough mystical mushrooms to make even a god see visions. Like, he gets him high. And while he's high, he just sees some shit, goes crazy, and gouges out his own eye. And he's going for the other one when he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Hang tight. Yep, no, no, that's enough. You got it. You got it. Hey, look, you, you did it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and yeah. it's just bullshit. I, I, that's, it's such a huge part of Odin's story and his, his, his 
image is the one-eyed god. And to do that is so dumb, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, it's kind of like this running thing in the game where there are the legends, and then there's what actually happened. Yep. And what actually happened is always less glamorous than what the legends had described. Yep. And having Mimir being kind of this irreverent, just like, goat man. Yeah. Who was just doing all this weird stuff with people. <laughs> my, my personal favorite story was when he talked about how he got his eyes. Yes. And he got them from the Giants. Yes. And there and Atreus was like, did it hurt? And he was like, well, I just got drunk that night. But the problem was I got so drunk, I almost convinced them to put it on my nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Mimir of the Bifrost Teats. That that had me dying. That was that legitimately very funny. And he's like, "I'll oh, stop. I'll stop." <laughs> Mimir is a great. Yeah, Mimir is Mimir is fantastic. It, it it sucks that he died at the end so horribly. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know that doesn't happen because I've seen pictures of the end game, and he's still on your hip. Um, yeah. But did you know that in Norse mythology, it's Odin who carries Mimir's head around and has him given? I did know that. Yeah, which I love. Doesn't he eventually throw it in a lake or something? Yeah, I think so. I got to read the Mimir story again. It's definitely not as cool or interesting as what they're doing with Mimir in this game. Mimir is not a huge character in Norse mythology. He just kind of hangs out by this pool a lot. Right. Um, Yeah, Mimir, I think, is like probably one of my favorite characters in the game. Um, I just think I like them all, you know? I think that the villains are great. Baldur is a great villain. I get his reasoning for being such a piece of shit. It's because he's literally, like, he's never, he hasn't felt anything his entire life. Like, of course he'd be an asshole. Like, um, that scene in Helheim, where you, where you see his conversation with Freya, is, is really interesting. It's messed up. Like, he, he almost strangles her to death, and then he's watching it, and he's like, do it do it like he wants him to oh it's so and then he goes coward when he when he doesn't he's like you coward and he's just broken inside it's dark Mm -hmm. helheim was smart like having those visions i i liked that i liked having atreus get to see what he looked like as he killed modi and just being like he was like that's not me that's not me me. that's not me i didn't do that like but of course it was he's he's now realizing that that can happen in life that you can look back and really like be so unhappy with the way you behaved that you can be like, oh, I wish that wasn't me, you know? You could almost like disassociate. Yeah, like, you shouldn't, you, but you you like could wish to. Um, yeah, I loved, really loved the scene where um, you're on the the flying boat. First off, as a set piece, amazing being on a flying boat through Helheim and looking back in the distance and seeing that that freaky goddess bird. of death yeah the bird yeah horrifying dude so fucking horrifying but then when you see the vision of him killing zeus and atreus comes up and he's like um we gotta go and he's like you saw and, he, and atreus is like we don't have time like, yeah we just have to go and kratos is like so shook um by that moment but atreus has to be the leader in that moment it's like we we can deal with this later. He mans up a little bit. Now. Like he he steps up. It's a deep deep story. It's about like the love between a father and a son and also a father reckoning with his own failures and a son learning that his father isn't perfect. Like it's 
so like and it's about the son learning to cope with being to with their own power with his own power like I think that's a big part of growing being like a teenager is learning to like deal with the fact that you have power and how to handle that like it's a mistake to pretend like you don't have any but it's a mistake to let what you do have get to your head it's a very fine needle that you have like to thread there um and i think it makes sense why atreus would flip out and not be able to handle it i think that it, if kratos had raised atreus to hit like that he was a god and what he should be how he should feel about that and think about that and how there are bad gods, but he's going to be use his powers for good. Like, I think that it would be a different story when he started to come into those. I don't think, I don't think Kratos could have done that. Never, never. Because Kratos views all gods as bad and, and by virtue, he hated himself and, and a little bit, some level he hated what that meant for his son. Yeah. Um, and, and this isn't my speculation. They, they literally go into this at at one point. Yeah. Mimir calls him out and, and it, and he doesn't disagree. Like, so yeah. Helheim, wonderful level. I, I know when a game's doing something right, when, I physically feel uncomfortable being in a space mm. and I want to get out of there. Mm. Like if you look at my completion of the different levels, I've done the least on Helheim because I just wanted to get out of there. So I like didn't collect shit. I was just like, I, I just got to go. Damn, man. Um, Damn. Because I, 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 I will never forget. It. This will probably be in a, in a game full of standout moments. The moment that really actually like disturbed me was when you first go to Helheim, you kill that creature and you take its heart and then you look up in the distance and you just see the bird in the distance. A giant. I remember just like I stopped what I was doing and just looked at it for a minute. And I remember like my heart sank. Like I, I got like actually scared. Like I was I was looking at the face of death in real life. It was terrifying. It freaked me out, man. I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm done. Dude, then you're. And then when you see it again on the boat, I was like, all mm. right, we got to go. We got to we got to get the fuck out of here. She's just hanging out looking at you. It sucks. Yep. It sucks. I hate it. Um, we haven't we haven't seen the the end of Helheim. We will definitely go back there in future games, and there'll be more to explore. Definitely, dude. Definitely. I wonder if they'll have all of the nine realms in the next game, or if they'll continue to have the old ones but open up a couple more, or if they'll close off the old ones and just have you explore the other ones. I like. I'm not sure how they would do that. Some of my answer, I don't think I. I I'm I'm actually going to choose not to answer that based on very good what i know very good very good okay um thank you um one what actually one thing that's totally not a spoiler but i it's a theory and it has nothing to do with the game cool i think um we are definitely going to go back to Mosfelheim because it's uh, a, because surter needs to show up oh dude a hundred percent any yeah. big scary fighting guy any anybody having to do with ragnarok um the two yep. wolves that, yep. that chase the sun and moon Yep. Um, Surtur, we'll them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jormungandr, they're all going to be yep. important aspects of the game. Um, yep. I could see him winding up trying to stop Ragnarok, like, which would be interesting. I could see him... Who? Kratos Who? and or Loki. Okay. I could see that being the way they go with it, or I could see them having it be... I can see them having Loki want to make Ragnarok happen and Kratos wanting to stop it for the benefit of the the mortals. Um, I could see... um, I could see them just working together to try to stop it. What do you know about Ragnarok itself? 
like what happens at Ragnarok and what happens after. Yeah, it's the is there is there a rebirth or there is it is the end and it is also the beginning. Um, right. It's right. it's like the the if like the theories about the universe collapsing in on itself and then another big bang. It's basically like that. Everything is destroyed, but then everything happens again. Like truly in in the Norse mythology, it's it's not that Jormungandr would be like sent back into the past necessarily. It's that Jormungandr is always born by Loki. He's always like forms the core of Midgard. Like Jormungandr's big in the game. In Norse mythology, he basically is the entire earth. And when he like when he wakes up, the earth cracks like an egg and he fucking you know because it's the yoke. Yeah, he's it's like ready for work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> he's the yoke. Um like he's that big. He's like the earth. He's thus he is the foundation of Midgard, and when he starts to move, earthquakes happen. And when he breaks free like that's it end of days um Jormungandr and Thor f- have like y- did fight at Ragnarok in the past and they will fight again at Ragnarok in the future basically all of this has happened before all this will happen again like cycles repeating and there was a artifact piece that literally says as much where it has the depiction of the world serpent fighting Thor and if you look at the uh uh, the comments by Atreus, mm. he actually makes a comment. He was like, this is uh, what happened, or is it what will happen? Like, he actually makes a note that it's confusing if this has happened already or it's going to happen. Yeah. And to your point, maybe it's it's both. It's always going to be both. Everything's always happening, will happen, or has happened. Yes. Um, and therefore, you know, the time travel elements of Loki giving birth to him, Loki, like, it's, it, I mean, to, as Kratos says, maybe it just doesn't matter. Maybe it's all happening. Maybe it all already happened. Um, it doesn't matter how, like the logistics. It just matters that it's something that they have to deal with. Yes, um, that's another thing that it could be. Is like, what if the, in the second game you get Ragnarok, but the third game is about trying to break free from the cycle? Yep, yep. Like, I would bet that that's actually what's going to happen. Yeah, that he it's initiates the, third game's the rebirth. Yeah, and like the it's rebirth and and like. Now it's it's a newly like wise Kratos and Loki, now Loki, um, basically attempting to end this cycle. It's and it would kind of be thematically appropriate, right? Because the cycle of violence, the cycle of um, of trauma and tragedy, and of gods Kratos is killing like gods. Original. Yeah, gods killing their fathers, um, yep. sons killing their fathers. There's all of this all of that and and to break free of the cycle of Ragnarok would kind of fit in with all of that in a really interesting way I almost hope they do that that'd be kind of cool I have complete faith that the next game is going to be brilliant um, based on what I saw here yeah Um, I especially like that they haven't made any plans for it yet and it's been two years I love that um, I have a lot of respect for that. I, I'm sure they have plans. I'm sure they're at the idea phase. Oh, definitely. Um, they're working on it. But I'm, again, like I said earlier, like I'm just glad we're two years in so that I don't have to wait like six years to, for this next installment to come out. Yes. Because um, the moment I finished the game, I was melancholy. I was like, oh, man, like it's over. Yeah. Like I did it now. 
Fuck. Um, even going back and, and cleaning up some collectibles, I was like, mm, it's over though. Like, yeah, yeah. What, what did you think of the performances? Christopher Judge um, as Kratos, who did both the mocap and the voice acting for it. Did you know that? I didn't. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's wonderful. I thought he slew it. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was so much better than the Kratos they had in the past, which is at least a little bit to do with the script is better. But um, but I also think he's just a fantastic actor in general. He's like on Stargate. Yeah. I think he's on a bunch of stuff. Um, yep. So he's really good. He's a fucking incredible voice, dude. Boy. Um, I thought that all the performances were actually really amazing. Even uh, even Balder, like even Magni and Modi of these like oh yeah, Magni and Modi were like the douchebag sons. They're like Thor's fail sons, like Thor's shithead idiot. Like you kind of imagine like Thor as a used car salesman, like a, a guy who owns a car dealership, and Magni and Modi are his fucking dumbass frat bro sons. <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah. who like think they're hot shit did you know that magni and modi were actually played by two veteran video game voice actors um troy baker and nolan north wait a minute didn't troy baker do last of us yep that's correct holy shit troy baker also did uh booker dewitt from bioshock infinite <laughs> holy shit which one was he magni yeah. or modi oh i don't know yeah I, I actually don't know which was which I just know that they were cast because they're good buddies in real life, so they wanted to do like a a buddy thing, a, a project together. That's cool. Yeah. They they did good. Like their fight was fun, and mm-hmm. especially Modi's like fucking insults. I also you gotta respect somebody. I always like it when a villain like is their ass is kicked and they still are like rather than giving up, they're like, no, I'm going to be a real piece of shit right up to the end. Like, yeah, if I yeah. said nothing here, I'd, I'd... get one more your mother joke in. Yeah, if, right if I said right nothing now. here, I'd probably be fine, but I just am who I am, baby. Like, here's a yo mama joke. Like, <laughs> you know? You you can almost respect that. It's yeah. like a final fuck you. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when I was learning, like, stage combat, that's always like that was the advice of like if you're the the bad guy of the scene like why not say why not like when you're at your lowest just say something even shittier like as the villain because it, it just is like damn you're a real piece of shit man <laughs> like fuck you yeah through and through uh the dwarves the dwarves i actually thought were both incredibly acted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. brock and Sindri. yeah i love their relationship i i i loved I loved them as a side quest thing that grew over time, their yes. relationship and everything. But I also loved them as a mechanical tool mm-hmm. of like your shopkeeper, but also something that isn't isn't kind of like the the jokey campy thing of like Resident Evil, like the uh, what are you buying, what are you selling guy who it's like, how does he keep getting everywhere? What is he doing here? How does he have these resources? Don't worry about it. It's a game. It's funny. Brock and Sindri. They actually have lore explaining every element of how they're able to do what they do. Yep. Throughout the game. It's so well done. It's wonderful. Yeah. Of like, they are both perfectly, they both perfectly fit within the trope of the video game element of like the shopkeepers who are everywhere. And they also completely, it is all of the ways that that is weird and like kind of what the fuck are completely answered by lore stuff that is 
true to the game, like the way that uh, it's absolutely true to, to the Norse mythology. Um, right. I also think that like they're just funny as hell, and the dialogue is incredibly written. Like some of the shit that Brock says, like his weird like language, like his yeah. his sort of out there with turns of phrase are so funny. I like that he just curses you out. Yeah. Like if you go to his shop, you look at his items and don't buy anything. He'll just go, what the fuck ever <laughs> as you leave. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> no one's twisting your arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope we see them again. I, I, th- I um Those two and Mimir are characters. I really hope we see in the, in the, in the future. I, I actually am pretty confident that not only will we see them, but we'll see Freya again. As like obviously with a different relationship, um, mm-hmm. but I think Mimir and the the the, Sin- the Holdra brothers are are going to be your allies for the series, um, barring anything happening. Yeah, man, I think that they're like in terms of comedic side characters, they they not only have a lore aspect, but they help you out in the main story of the game, and their story is intimately connected to the events of the game. And it all just feels like a part of one world. Like, they're the people who made Thor's hammer. And they're, they have their own regrets to deal with. And it's fucked them up in their own ways. Like, in order to gain fame, they made a god this really powerful weapon. And what did he do with it? He killed everybody. He just killed scores and hundreds of innocent people with it. And they just have to live with that, knowing that they can never take the hammer back. And they can never be the people who didn't make it. Um... So even even these side characters are just so fucking interesting. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is frivolous um, or superfluous yeah. to, to the story. Um, even if it's a side quest, even if it's not something essential to your main arc, everything is there to enhance your experience. And that is just a good structured game. You know, there it, it succeeds on such a technical level. I mean, we haven't even really got into every little quality of life thing they did in the game. Mm. How they made exploration and and backtracking so smooth in it, but but this incredible foundation of of gameplay mechanics that are incredibly enjoyable and rich and challenging, but not over encumbering. And yet, at the same time, on top of that, you've layered in an incredibly beautiful layer textured world filled with side quests and characters that all kind of color this picture in such like a, a gorgeous little final portrait yeah. of the game. It's incredible, dude. 